Today's program is brought to you by the Dairy Farm Families of Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. Did you know that today Wisconsin produces more than 600 varieties, types, and styles of American, international style, and original cheese that win more awards than any other state or country? To learn more, visit eatwisconsincheese.com. I'm Erica Wides, host of Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sharp and Hot. I am your host, Chef Emily Peterson, joining you live from Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick, Brooklyn. This is episode number 107. It is auspicious because I am one year older this episode. Yesterday was my birthday, and I want to say thank you to everyone who wished me a happy birthday. Heritage Radio wished me a happy birthday, and Jack wished me a happy birthday. And on Facebook, it gives me a reason every year to post the speech that Roberto Benigni gave when he won the Oscar for Best Picture, and he climbs over all of the chairs. It's and he's the like, best. It's the best. And every year, because we're using post-its, it's like, I want to make love to everyone here. And that's how you guys make me feel. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm going to keep all of your messages for like my blue days in February and be like, my friends love me. So thank you to everyone. Um, and I want to just briefly, without going into any detail about my feelings, although I think my politics are pretty clear at this point, if you've been listening to the show for a while, I just want to acknowledge the events in Paris that happened last week and uh, say that for our French listeners or our friends of French listeners, we are thinking about you and I am thinking about you and I hope that everyone is safe and secure and as a person who survived 9-11 in New York City I know the feeling and we will get through this and be a better planet as a result but that's not what I want to focus on because this being one of the first holiday shows I'm really excited to welcome my guests my dear friend Rebecca Salisbury hello hello and I'm going to use your title professionally glamorous because that's (laughs) what I feel like you are Thank you. You are a trained chef. <laughs> yes, I am. A professional party person. I am. You professionally throw parties, which is like, that's what I would put on my business card. I would love to have that made. Thank you. <laughs> that is in the works. <laughs> and our mutual friend, Allison Hamlin, Deputy Director of Heritage Radio Station, and also... Um, professionally glamorous. Professionally glamorous <laughs> as well. And I'm trying to think, are you like party planner emeritus of Astor Center? She is. I guess, yeah. No, I'm just like kind of hat wearer emeritus. <laughs> I'm sure it's like Rebecca can also uh, fellow hat wearer emeritus. <laughs> we do so, a lot of things. We, we still do. <laughs> I, I have my students at NYU are all coming upon graduation and they're like, how do you do so many things? I'm like, well, I want to live within 45 miles of New York City and I haven't found that cushy three-figure salary yet. So, and they're like, you don't have a... Like, yeah, no, just get ready to do a lot of different things. But I think it's a really cool thing. So today we're going to talk about one thing that we're all really good at, which is throwing a dinner party. Because I feel like coming up into the holidays, there's a lot of pressure to spend time with family that you may or may not be looking forward to, which is going to be a whole other show altogether next week. But for this week, I want to talk about the like the idea of having your friends over and celebrating and being together with the family that you get to choose. 
and that sounds like a really good idea until you start talking, like thinking through the logistics of it. And it's like, how the hell do you pull this off? So the first question I'm going to put to both of you guys is how big. And Jack, if you want to join in on this conversation, I know this is a topic dear to your heart as well. Oh, yeah. So how do you guys what's your living situations in terms of your size of apartment and how many guests you could theoretically accommodate? Well, um, so I live in Jersey City, and I'm pretty lucky to have a fairly large apartment, and I live alone. So uh, I'm lucky enough to be able to accommodate, I would say, about 10, 10 guests comfortably. And I think for a dinner party, 10 is probably the max. Yeah. Otherwise, and you things end up get with... pretty crazy. Right. <laughs> Which we could talk about. So, Allison, how many people can you fit in your dining Do you have a, di- a proper dining room? I have. Um, so my dining room is attached to my kitchen, which is really great because I... I think my soft skill around party planning is that never nothing is ever really done when people are ready to eat it. So um, <laughs> it's nice because I can be in the kitchen, but also be with everybody. Um, so comfortably, my table sits six, eight is a stretch, and um, so I have eight chairs. But then we've been known to improvise a little bit. So I've had people like sit on bankers boxes and like <laughs> pillows mounted up and crates and Ikea furniture. But that's fun um, because it's intimate and it's not stuffy and like, yeah, it's very casual. But, but I would say the maximum that I would like attempt to entertain is 10. Okay. So 10 and Jack, how about you? See, I've got a backyard, which is nice. Um, I recently just, <laughs> but my kitchen is also challenging. You kind of have to like bend your head underneath a cabinet to wash dishes. It's a little bit of a, and I have like a little half stove. Um, so you're like summer dinner parties. Yes. And I recently, Allison was over for the last time I entertained and mm-hmm. I don't know, we had like, maybe like, like closer 12, to f- 15? 15. Yeah. I want to yeah. say like 15. Well, Jack has a great backyard and he has all this like designer lawn furniture, which is amazing. And he has a fire pit. So they if you need yeah. three reasons to go to Jack's house, I would like, you know. Nice. Don't turn that invite down. <laughs> so maybe you could do like an opera ski, like just shovel out around the... <laughs> oh, I, like, I like that idea. I love that idea. <laughs> we could cross country right into the backyard. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to, let's say we're going to invite 10 people to our fictional dinner party. How do we, how do you decide who gets to come? Because I would assume... <laughs> We're all lucky enough to know more than 10 people that we enjoy spending time with. No, just 10. Okay. <laughs> well, I was like, it's easy. I know it. I know I everybody. Know people keep it there. Um, mine would definitely be dependent on what type of dinner party I'm looking to throw. It's, it's definitely dependent on the theme or what sort of um, environment I'm looking to create. You know, if it's a tiki party versus, you know, a, a 90s R&B party, you know, with fast food, potluck, you know, it's all, it's all versatile you know i would yeah and i think maybe starting with the theme is actually probably a better place to start because always okay so then let's start there because i feel like for me it's very like i want candlelight and i want it to be like farm (laughs) to table but like i want to do 90s fast food that never even occurred to me as a thing you could oh oh yeah no and i'm very selfish in that so it's and that's where i always start so it's like what kind of dinner party do i want to have and and it's always like okay well am i want to throw a hemingway theme party you know and or what sort of mood am I in right now and 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 then I start there and then who do I want there what what feels right in that sort of environment so I almost had a Titanic themed dinner party because you can get the menu from the Titanic it's available on you know and it was just the 100th anniversary 
but I I either had a newborn or I was like about to have a newborn. And I was like, yeah, this is not a great time for a dinner party. Nope. <laughs> well, you have, nope. Emily, you have a pool though too, so you could have it, and oh, then everybody jumps in the pool oh, at the yeah. end of your Titanic dinner party, or you have it around the pool, and then people who like, yeah, and who like you could have like a. Uh, like straws under people's plates and whoever has the short straws like in third class right. this is so they go great. in the pool first oh my god and then a game could be like rearrange the deck furniture yeah. we can still do this so we fun. Still okay do we this. could do this next summer pool's closed right now although we will have icebergs but it would so be right appropriate actually, perfect timing. it would be appropriate <laughs> it could be like a penguin plunge you could do a fundraiser yes a penguin plunge into my pool oh my god that would be Right, so I know oh what God. I'm doing next weekend. Next weekend, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe like Saturday or Thanksgiving. We'll talk. We'll talk offline. Okay. <laughs> okay, Jack, what's your ideal theme? So I don't know about theme, but I struggle with this, and Allison can tell you because I consulted with her as I was like, I want to have people over. I want to have people over for a dinner party kind of thing. Because I have all these sort of disparate groups of friends. Like mm. I've got my DJ friends, I've got my foodie friends, I've got my college friends, and they all kind of show up places at different times and have different expectations. And some of the, you know what I mean. So it's hard to get every everybody on the same page right 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 um, that was so, my seltzer opening too i don't know if that made it onto the mic i, I think not. i heard it in maybe the mic. faintly <laughs> so i kind of like i over invited and assumed that like 60 percent of the people would show up and then there was food for those who showed up early and those yeah, who came later I, there was no food i have i always default to inviting everyone that i know to parties which for like the hoot nanny which is outside i literally just anyone that i come into contact with i'm like come to the hoot nanny we roast a pig and it's potluck so everybody's charged with bringing something which mostly works but for something more intimate i think i would be more selective i might choose people who i think are going to have something interesting mm-hmm. to talk about mm-hmm. i will also say i have been cut off by friends and husband from trying to match people that I think would be interesting. Wow. Yeah, I'm not allowed to do that anymore. I don't, yes. do, I don't do that, but I do um, I do try to have a nice balance of couples and singles mm-hmm. at dinner parties because I find, um, as a newly single person, um, there's something about like going to, a, going to a dinner party and being surrounded by couples and just Blech. being like, oh, I'm so sad right now. Yeah. Um, so, I actually had recently had somebody turn down an invitation very graciously by saying, you guys are all going to be super comfortable in your coupledom, and I'm newly single as well as she as she was, and she's like, I'm going to graciously say no. Yeah, and no. I thought that was like such a mature, grown up way to be like, this is what I need out of the situation, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to get it. So yeah, that's like a whole other thing, like the uh, behavior on the guest part. If you get invited to a party that you don't want to go to, I think a really grown up thing to do is say no thanks. Mm-hmm. Although I did have a dinner party once where. Um, my ex-partner invited one of his friends and I invited one of my friends and they were very similar. He was like, oh, they're totally going to get along. It's going to be great. And so they t- they hit it off. They had a great time. And then they discovered that one of them was dating the other one's ex. Oh, like at <laughs> it was the party? So, at the party. And then it became this moment of like, do we talk about this? Do we not talk about this? And, and watching this like relationship like... Um, their like personal relationship and then the like acknowledgement that they both knew the same guy and then the like balance shift from like one girl telling the other one all of the reasons why the guy was like kind of crazy and right. um, see man and this so happened, much this drama happened in Brooklyn yeah see I give my brother a hard time because he lives on the east end of Long Island in what I refer to as a landmass appendix <laughs> and he's like way out on the east end and there's only so many people in his age group and demographic. And 
I don't think he would be offended by me telling he's gone through most of them and none of them are the ones. <laughs> <laughs> so I keep trying to get him to like come to a bigger pool in the city, but it he sounds can always like... Co- I mean, yeah. I got room at my dinner table now, so Whoa. just let him know. Joey, are you listening? <clears throat> are you listening? He's li- he's totally listening. <laughs> but yeah, so um, so it's awkward guest interaction is not something you can escape in a large city. So that goes against my theory of like... Well, the best planning, you know, right. you can try, but sometimes. And you're all like hip, interesting people. So So what's the ideal size then, do you think, for a dinner party? I think 10. I think, think 10 between is the right number. Six and 10. Mm-hmm. And I but think, does that include your host? So is that, are you counting, t- are you counting yourself in the 10? I would count myself, mm-hmm. yes. I would count myself in the 10 because we only have Same. so many seats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be stand. I don't want everyone to sit and then be like, oh, F, I don't have a seat, which <laughs> would totally happen. Oh, I would do that. <laughs> Totally. Different. So, all right. So we pick a theme. Let's say it's Titanic. That'll be our theme. And now we have ten <laughs> guests who are coming. Um, how do we address the cost of throwing a dinner party? Because I think it's really fun to be ambitious. And both of you guys and Rebecca most recently have worked as professional caterers, where I think planning a menu is so fun. And then you realize, like. Oh my god, that's like five hundred dollars worth of food. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't think about how I'm going to pay for this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like when I work with clients now, like I learn the hard way. The first thing I say, and this is probably the best thing to do at home too, is how much money do you have? Right. And I, I couch it nicely, or I try to couch it nicely, but it's basically like, I'm not going to have the fun. Let's plan the party, like pigs in a blanket, and like all that until you tell me I have five hundred dollars, I have five thousand dollars, I have fifty thousand um, dollars. So, do you guys do that? Do you, Rebecca? Well, my problem is, is, is I go big or go home on these things, you know. <laughs> and I want to do it, do it all, or do it nothing, you know. But um, yeah, I, I, and I feel, I feel poorly because I would never, I would never want to put that cost on my guests. So um, no, but I, I've learned the hard way, and I, I want to budget out from the beginning um, because I am young and I'm not making. <laughs> I'm old and I'm not making. Yeah. <laughs> so I've learned. I've learned to start from the ge- beginning and, and set myself a budget and and been really really strict on that. So yeah, I'm I like, think it's really important. Like, do you do that, Allison? Do you give yourself a number? She's like, no, no. <laughs> no um, one for a couple of reasons. One, it's like I want what I want. And and like this, I, I throw dinner parties mostly for myself. And I don't. I mean, I live pretty like a you know quiet life otherwise um so i don't usually but i will um so i'm a vegetarian so most of what i cook um is vegetable based it's a lot of kind of like creative pantry staples so i do find like with the assumption that like if you're not expecting um you know filet mignon like you can go a lot further with your budget um i also am like when i do work me into my sort of like dinner planning um you know, we work alongside Heritage Foods USA. So, um, you know, what I am getting is is oftentimes really like special. So I, I make some space in the budget for that. Um, but I also feel like, um, I don't know. I mean, it just it's just like it's not really an, an object to me. And I get to keep the leftovers. Right. So then yeah. I eat for a week anyway um, if I plan it right. Right, right, right. We've talked about it with the hoot nanny. Like, should we ask people to kick in five bucks, twenty bucks, whatever? And then we always come back to nope. No, like it's a party. Mm-hmm. I would hate that. Yeah. I would. I would hate to be invited to something and then say, by the way, right? Know, yeah, I'd be. I'd be turned off. 
as a guest. Mm-hmm. What if you gave an, and, and I guess this isn't specific to the dinner party, but like bring a gift, a, a gift, a plate to share, mm-hmm. a, something to drink to share, mm-hmm. or $15. But you can't bring nothing. I'm inclined to say like, I like to ask people to bring whatever they would like to drink. Um, and then they're covered. I mean, I have a back bar, um, and I'm like always happy to make people drinks if they want. But spending $200 on wine is like a little different than spending it on food, which I think is like more easily distributable. Um, and if you want to drink Bud Light with lime, like that's what you bring, and maybe we'll drink that later. <laughs> but I think also a lot of people, especially like people who kind of roll in these circles, bring stuff anyway. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I find like, I don't think I would ever ask people to contribute financially. I feel like if it's a party, like we should be able to afford the party right. that we're throwing. Right, exactly. <laughs> and if don't, we can't afford the party, then we shouldn't throw it. The, right. But you can make, like you, I've really made some kick-ass stuff with like chickpeas and lentils and tomatoes mm-hmm. and like paneer and all these like really delicious herbs and spices. But I don't think it has to be some, you know, showcase leg of lamb that costs three hundred dollars or whatever it is um i have found that i'm spending more of my budget to make the room look beautiful yeah Mm. which has like been a shift because i feel pretty confident i mean i'm i feel pretty confident in my cooking (laughs) skills (laughs) i would hope so (laughs) but like making the room look beautiful like going to whole or um Home goods, Home goods with like a hundred bucks to spend on like little crystal reindeer you know, napkin what? holders. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? No, this is not your. No. Yeah. I mean, the problem is that well, I, end I mean, up with people a are like of sitting on bankers' boxes in my apartment. <laughs> like, mm, no crystal reindeers there. <laughs> See, I, the problem, the downside is I end up having then I have like crystal reindeer that I bought for one thing, and I need to have a yard sale every year. You got to Marie Kondo that. I do have to Marie Kondo that. Do you, Rebecca, are you familiar I, with the work of Marie Kondo? <laughs> Jack, is this more. news to you? Do you know Marie Kondo? No, ma'am. So I talked about it a few weeks ago on the show. She's written a book called The, Mir- the Miraculous Power of Tidying Up. I think it's called mm. something. The Power so, of Tidying Up. Yeah, something about. And she basically is like, throw that shit away. Oh, God. Just She's get like, rid of hold it. Hold it in your hand. So this is the, it's called the Marie method. And you hold the object, you hold it in your hands, and you ask, does it bring me joy? And if the answer is yes, you keep it. But that's the problem. And the answer is... Everything in my apartment brings me joy. joy, And then you keep it. And that's why I have like 80 gnomes in my apartment. (laughs) And I do... You love everyone. I do have 80... Not 80, but I... This is a a separate conversation that your listeners do not need to know about me. You're going to need an invitation to a dinner party if you want to learn about my gnome. should have a gnome party. Anyway. (laughs) Gnome theme party. (laughs) Gnomely the only lonely. Look, I have so many gnome jokes. We need to. <laughs> this will be the outtakes. We'll do a whole like rap sesh on just gnome jokes. Rebecca will tell ten minutes of so gnome many jokes. gnome puns. Stay you, tuned. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, Jack, I think on that note, we have to take a break. That was, I I was trying to make eye contact with Jack to just be like, just go out on that. That was beautiful. (laughs) And this lovely break music, courtesy of Keto, our ex-intern, Declan. This one's called Late Nights. We'll be right back on Sharp and Hot.
Smith, audio engineer for Heritage Radio Network. Personally, I think I have the coolest job in the world because every day I come into work and record shows ranging from homebrewing to horticulture, from lifestyle tips and tricks to culinary history. Needless to say, I've become a stellar dinner guest. And you know, my job wouldn't be possible without support from listeners like you. If Heritage Radio Network shows accompany you on your way to work, on your way home from work, while you're cleaning the apartment, or, or maybe you just love what you hear, you should consider donating. Check out our brand new beautiful website at heritageradionetwork.org and notice the little beating donate heart up in the top right corner. Your support will go a long way. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Sharp and Hot, everyone. I am Emily Peterson. I'm being joined in the studio by my dear friends, Rebecca Salisbury and Allison Hamelin. Hello, ladies. Hello. So we were talking before the break about dinner parties and how do you guys serve the food? So we have made, we've decided on a menu, Titanic theme, farm to table, holiday, vegan, whatever it is. Um, how do you serve it? Do you do a buffet? Do you pass things around? Um, I'm just biased to more of a cocktail-y sort of Lay it out, buffet style. Serve yourself. Um, I like things to be more free flowing in that in that way. Um, Allison, well, uh, I think we've already established that my dinner party has a glacial pace, which I think <laughs> is perfect for our Titanic themed party. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, things kind of hit the table at different different speeds. So, usually, like I'll start with some kind of snack. Um, whether that's like a dip or a fondue. Fondue is my fave. Now it's winter, so that's like seasonally appropriate. Um, and kind of like something to bring people around the table and hang out with while they snack and drink. I like everybody to have like two drinks before food even like kind of comes into the conversation. Cause but like, I think having a snack is important too. Yes, because you don't want to be starving because you don't want to like hit it like there's no tomorrow and then fill up. So, um, and you know, and then I try to intersperse. So I'll usually have something hit the table. Um, you know, like every 15 or 20 minutes. Um, I usually make between four and six dishes because I like can't ever choose. <laughs> it's <laughs> really hard problem. for me to edit. Yeah. So, so like I kind of like generally like ramp up. So recently I did, um, I started with a fondue um, and then I made my like my my big like piece was a eggplant parmesan with like spaghetti and all sorts of stuff. But then, you know, I had like some roast vegetables with the uh, homemade aioli. Um, I had, uh, like a, like a Caesar, like a sauteed kind of like wilted, um, salad, um, that I like put on the grill and then had like crispy shallots on top of, you know, it's just like a bunch of different textures and, um, and nibbles. Um, you know, it's like a grain, a vegetable side, something starchy. And are you um, using recipes? Yeah, I like to print. So I like to print my recipes out and I have a like a binder clip. And I'll, I'll put a couple of my binder clips up over my workstation, which is like right over by my, my stove. Um, you know, and then when as like as I've kind of like finished major steps, I'll take the pages out that I don't need anymore. But I find recipes are like kind of a, a loose guideline. I like to improvise, which is probably why it, it like... 
kind of takes its own pace. <laughs> um, but I, I'm generally really satisfied with the results. And mostly it's just because I know what I want the dish to be. So even if I just use the recipe as a starting off point, um, that tends to be good. I, I think the only drawback to this is that people don't really have a good idea of how much more food is coming oh, sometimes. Yeah. So you have to be really clear with them. Like, okay, so like here's here's this and here's this. Like there's going to be like I'm going to I'm going to drop like a steaming pile of like bubbly, gooey, cheesy deliciousness on you in 20 minutes. And you just need to like save some space Make for room. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then people linger and that's nice too. Cause you, you know, you can kind of stretch out a meal that otherwise would take two hours into four hours. You know, you can nibble and pick and there's no rush. So I am kind of of the other school of thought. I try to make things so that I don't have to cook anything once guests mm. start to arrive. Like I yeah. want to be on, but I have like, even with my closest friends, pretty severe social anxiety disorder and I yeah. really need something to, to do. do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so with you the there. I'm thing. so with you and it's nice to like have stuff to do and, and I think you just you need a deputy to kind of like manage the social aspect of things if you're gonna if you're gonna like pull yourself into the kitchen more fully. Right, um, right. So yeah, it's like walking this line between like of course I love you, you're my best friends and I want every but I'm also like but, but I also, don't like yeah. let me run to the kitchen real quick. I know, I just have to check out something. <laughs> I, I have to say one of the most successful dinner parties I threw was we did a pizza party and so we made the dough and we prepped out most of the toppings and then everybody had to just like make a pizza when they were hungry and we threw it we had the oven going and it was in the winter time and it was awesome because as it turns out everybody wanted something to do <laughs> and so no one was like I'm perfectly comfortable standing here with a cocktail talk making small talk with a stranger everyone was like oh yeah let's try this oh I've never had anchovy let me try it and was, that was really successful was that inspired by maybe a class or an event that you're familiar with I think the other way around <laughs> I think that was pre that was before I went to culinary school oh, yeah that's going way back that's going way back <laughs> <laughs> well my my mother used to throw interactive sort of birthday parties for us so one my birthday is in November and so one of the memorable ones was I remember she made a whole bunch of gingerbread cookies and then had little squeezes of icing and toppings and we were like seven or eight years old but everybody got to decorate their own cookie or like mm. make their own cupcake and I think that kind of informed me as an adult too P Peterson's love of mise en place started early oh yeah <laughs> and everything labeled yeah you mentioned hanging up the binder clips I will like make lists just like I do in the regular kitchen and I print out my recipes and masking tape them to the cabinets got, got some photos of those <laughs> we can put those up on the blog right, Emily Peterson's obsessive list my obsessive list with the little check boxes that I I draw oh, those. I yeah. so much. still there. I still do it. <laughs> so, um, how about so in terms? All right, let's so let's talk social anxiety. Do you give people <laughs> icebreakers or games anxiety. or like is there a somebody where we're oh the Astor Cent no Heritage Radio Network's host meeting where we had to write down oh yeah facts that no one else knew about yourself yeah I liked that I thought that was really? fun and then we like put them all in a hat and would periodically read them out. And it was like, oh, well, well I don't I, know. I feel like that's very like team building 94, <laughs> yeah. you know, like very. I don't, So, OK, I, it can go one of two ways. Either you're having like a game night, like a very intimate, like you're having your friends over and there's like four or six of you and you're having like, a you know, a scrabble in sidecars and or, you know. Uh, oh, that sounds, that sounds, that sounds super great. fun. Hey, look, all right, <laughs> Manhattan's in Monopoly or something. You know, it's the alliteration. It, it also, really it also does not have to be an alliteration, mm. but well, it could. Well, we could in do cocktails case. in Catan, which is Ooh. my board game of choice. <laughs> That's too advanced for me. Oh, it's so not. It's, it's so. It's really not that hard. 
it's really <laughs> dorky and nerd. I mean, you want to feel like a nerd, come over for a Catan party. It's there's super like, fun. Oh, there's takeout and Twister, but I feel like that makes sense. <laughs> it, so it good. all works. In any case, <laughs> I, I, I do feel that the icebreakers makes it feel very forced. Yeah, Titanic party. Yeah. Everyone's sitting around like, oh, great. Play some gonna- icebreakers for our Titanic t- party. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> see what you did. And I think Twister is made fun by a toddler. Like, Mark and I are doing a 30-day plank challenge, and it's made extra exciting by a three-year-old who does not understand on, what we're adorable. doing. <laughs> He's so cute. <laughs> it's like, I can't. I just need 26 more seconds. <laughs> he might be really good at Twister. That's cute. That could be super fun. Okay, so then you've had your um, meal, and you've had your drink, and... Do I find that at some point I want people to go home? <laughs> and how do you is there do you find that that happens organically or do do you, are there times when you're like oh, okay? Yeah. I mean as a like me as a guest at dinner parties I'm like all right I've I've had I've had my fill of this <laughs> situation. And have you had either uh, in your own dinner party experience or parties that you've thrown for other people someone who's clearly not getting the hint? Yeah. There's always been like a stage five clinger and, you know, you just start to turn down the the volume of the music and you start to cozy into your couch and you give the gentle like, oh, yawn or you start doing the the dishes. Well, you have a child. You you start. I can't start like rocking my dogs. (laughs) This is hitting close to home for me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I deal with this all the time. Yeah. The, The yawn. The fake yawn yeah, happens like, oh, a lot in my I'm world. So yep. And your life happens so late at night, too. Like, your friends, I bet, are way more comfortable staying up until the wee small hours than yeah, mine. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, what's next? And I'm like, well, nope, I that was work it. tomorrow. <laughs> That's it. Yep. Time to turn in. Um, no, I just, like, I'm going to bed now. Yeah. yeah you, you're blunt. I'm you're, really blunt. I'm really time blunt. Time for you to leave my house. I've pretend gone to bed before, <laughs> actually. While yeah. they're in your apartment? Well, like, you know, started the process. You know, to get like, somebody out. Look, I'm on. brushing my teeth. <laughs> yeah, no, and then they leave, and I like, you know, I pet back up and start doing yeah. things again. Yeah. It's like, okay, they're gone. Now we can hang out again. Yeah. Yep. But that's get a totally real out. thing. So, like, that's like a public service announcement. If you're invited to a dinner party, like, read the room. Like, yeah. don't <laughs> be the last Please, yeah. person. Don't be that, that person. Guest. Is often the person who is like, overindulged slightly. I find oh, yeah. also. So, mm-hmm. what I like to do is to be like, you know, like speaking of things you're going to eat, like either offer them a couch. Um, you know, if you have a spare bedroom, you know, like I think if they're close enough friend of yours that you would feel comfortable like putting them to bed. Otherwise, that's like an option. Yeah, exactly. And (laughs) that's what I was going to say, too, is like, you know, if you really want them to leave, you can call them an Uber on your own dime. Like as long as you're not like transporting them across the state line, it's probably (laughs) worth the 20 bucks. Not that far. Yeah. Well, (laughs) that was not a dig on Jersey. (laughs) I love your beautiful state. Um, you know, like it might be worth 20 bucks for you to just be like, hey, I just called you a car. It's going to be here in five minutes. Like, let me give you some leftovers and like, well, I'll walk you downstairs. I'm going to lock up behind you. Um, and that might actually be perceived as like, what a luxury. You love me that yeah, much. Like, no, I, I just want you to car. go. Yeah, totally. Everybody wins. <laughs> totally. So that's so a- one other um, being a guest. Do you guys bring host or hostess gifts to dinner parties? Always. What do you bring? What's your... Um, Flowers, wine, booze. And if you bring wine or booze, how do you differentiate that it's a gift for the host to drink at a later date as opposed to what you brought for yourself to drink at the party? Oh, it's always a gift for them. Yeah. I would always bring for some something for them. But then as a host, is it weird to like put that away and not offer it? 
Yeah, that's a good question. Hmm. You know, because that is like an awkward moment. So of like, la- yeah, last time I had people over, my friend got me a nice bottle of scotch, and I was like, I wanted to put it away. Did but then you? I was like, oh, let's pour some for us, you know? Because yeah. then you feel like you should pour him a glass. Just get the smallest cordial glasses that you have. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I don't know, if someone brings me a bottle of wine and is like, this is for you, and I have no qualms that. about putting it away for, for like, me let's, for later. Let's you and I drink this later. Right. You and I. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, exactly. This is not going out just on the cocktail table. Right. What about like something that's mm, completely unrelated, like a candle or a bar of like beautiful soap? soap. Yeah, <laughs> I knew you were going there. I'm, I have home goods on the mind. <laughs> Let's go to home goods. Crystal <laughs> unicorns. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> it was reindeer. Really Sorry, I just, they seem useless either. Have way. you ever been to a home goods? I have. They're horrible. <laughs> they scare me so much. I'm like, they're fantastic. It's like a landfill, just in like in purgatory. It's it's just like <laughs> she's not wrong. The soap made me think of something though. Actually, on um, on a few things with Claire and Erica, which is another show here from the ladies from Of a Kind, they said that the, their number one like dinner party hack is having really really nice hand soap yeah. in the bathroom. Oh, I heard oh, that yeah. episode. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And I feel like washing the bathroom mirror before people come over and having really nice soap. Oh, yeah. my house is spotless. Whenever someone comes over, candles lit. Look, she's oh. mocking me. <laughs> <laughs> I want that was pointed she's at Allison, not at me. me. No, but I just felt my jaw drop. Like God, I can't remember the last time my house was spotless. <laughs> Between... I just also because I'm super, super crazy about that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm totally not. Jolie Care. Speaking of other shows, jo- have, you, have you listened to Ask a Clean Person? No. So Jolie Care oh, is man. like I am her one of her projects, and she's trying to make me into a clean person, and it's, she's got a tough row to hoe because <laughs> I'm. I'm like, eh, I don't know. But I mean, I want it to be clean when people come over. <clears throat> and I guess when I'm having like a proper dinner party, the parts of the house that people will see will definitely be clean. There will also be doors that are closed because things oh, yeah. will have been shoved. Well, <laughs> well, also just because you just don't want people in there. In the, yeah. I, I don't have that luxury also. Of um, having extra room? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, I have like a house that's... <sighs> See now I'm now I'm stressed out. Like I I thought I wanted to have a dinner party, but the thought of having to clean. You can oh. invite me over. Well, I kind of love that. You want to come over for a dinner party? Well, no, and clean for you. Oh, <laughs> well, you could stay for the party. Like, all right, I just called you an Uber, Rebecca. Have a great night. Stop mopping my floor. Do you want to go? Do you want to penguin dive into the pool before or <laughs> after the Uber? Getting weird. It's getting weird now. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, no, but in all seriousness, I totally want to have a dinner party. I think that it's fun. Do you guys feel like it's gone away a little bit as a thing that people do? I feel like I threw a lot more dinner parties when I was in college, and then grown-up life sort of got in the way. My my schedule is definitely, well, just personally, you know, being in catering. Um, right, you're also, working whenever, when you're... Right, yeah. exactly, and you get home, and it's like the last thing I want to do is plan another menu <laughs> right yep it's like oh this is fun no Maybe but that's the problem mm. yeah i hadn't thought about that but you're actually you're totally right because that's what i do all the time right like people right. ask me like oh you must co- you must eat so well at home mm. i'm like, like I eat no. a lot grilled cheese, cheese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So with really bad. nice soap <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, you know, I I wanted this episode to be super inspiring so that people's takeaway was, I can totally do that. Well, I don't think we... 
I don't know. I think, uh, Jack, do you feel like you could totally have a successful dinner party? Yeah, I want to. I want to have more dinner parties. So this made me feel like doing it again. It's hard okay. to get everybody with like free at the same time. That's my problem. Right. I'm so freaking busy. And then the, the one minute I have, a few of my friends will be like, oh, I'm out of town. I'm out of town. And then you're like, all right, I guess I won't. Well, maybe we should make our like holiday slash New Year resolution to be like, we're going to have a dinner party once this winter. Yeah. Done. Okay. Like and then how about we all report back on how it went? Yeah. Oh, we should do that. Oh, a follow-up. We'll do a follow-up. I Amazing. have to say, um, now that we're going into football season, this is harder. I'm not a football fan, but I know some people are. But I find I would recommend highly the early Sunday supper dinner party. So like mm. 4 like o'clock too. on a Sunday, you wake up from your hangover. I, I mean, okay, honestly, <laughs> let's be it's real true. here. No, she's right. Let's be real. She, the only she right. She right. I like to drink a lot. And the whole point of having a dinner party party is to have all of my people there to drink with me so I don't feel like an anti-social loser Um, (laughs) and I will cook them food for that privilege Um, but if you started at four it means you can wake up from your hangover you can get you know like you can get yourself set up right you go grocery shopping you have three hours to cook food you know two or three hours people show up and then they leave by 10 and yeah. it's a great day. And this. then, mm-hmm. you know, you have a couple hours. You have leftovers for Monday. Right. So you take yep. those to work. Um, you know, you kind of end up your weekend without the, like, Sunday sadness of going back oh, to work. Like you Sunday feel, depression. It's so yeah. sad. <laughs> so, I mean, doing some dishes, of course, that's like a, that's a bummer. But, like, to end your weekend on a high note, you know, it's like going out on Friday night. And you're like, oh, I was so successful. And the weekend hasn't even started. So you have a dinner party on Sunday. You're like, I was so successful. And I enjoyed this weekend weekend until the very last moment and i will say i am not a football fan like i can't tell you players names or anything but if it's on in the background and it's like a reason to like gather i'm totally with having like a football party yeah like i actually just had my family over on sunday and that's exactly you know i did some braised short ribs my dad was in heaven (laughs) no seriously and they had the game on in the background the dogs were snoring like it was lovely it it was so lovely i'm with it maybe i'll do a super bowl dinner party yeah it'd be fun See, and the, but then it's just like permission to make wings. Like, I don't oh, actually yes. need the Super Bowl to be on. I just want like other people to come help me because just otherwise I'll eat all the and just yep. like queso. Yep, queso, queso Your dip. Which mouth is smothered in barbie bu- buffalo sauce. Buffalo sauce. I oh. tried, oh, man, and I tried to make queso from scratch. Like, I was gonna make like good ke- no, no, nope. That just get a brick exist. of Velveeta, put it in the microwave. Why That's would how you, you even mess with that? Awesome. Like, just go. <laughs> you can't mess with anything. Because else. I was like, I'm gonna fancy it up and then, yeah, <laughs> nope. stop it. Nope, 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 nope. That was a waste of time and resources. All right, you guys. I love you both. I love you, Jack. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Next week, I believe, is going to be the show that I have been looking forward to. And now that it's upon me, it's making me a little bit nervous, which I think is a good thing. I'm going to talk about what if you hate the holidays. Um, raising my hand. Yeah, Jack's raising his hand. I'm raising my hand. I've, I feel like I've gotten a lot better about Christmas. I'm like stoked for Christmas, <laughs> but my kid understands Santa and elves, and so that's made it a lot more fun. But Thanksgiving's a rough one for me, and so I'm going to get my friend on who is a uh, family therapist, and he's going to be an expert witness on how to manage some of these things. And so if you have a story that you want to share about not liking the holidays, I would love to hear it. You can email me or leave a message on the voicemail line or send me a tweet if you want me to keep you anonymous I will absolutely happily do that I know I have lots of friends who are from splintered families um, 
And yeah, I'm really looking forward to the show because I think it's going to be cathartic to give some of the bring some of the light to the places that I'd rather avoid. Uh, otherwise, thank you all so much for listening. Please consider becoming a member by going to heritageradionetwork.org and clicking on the donate button at the top of the page. And until next week, everyone, thank you and keep playing with fire and knives. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.